The following is a teaching from Church of the Redeemer. We pray that you will be blessed by this teaching. Well, would you join me in uh, welcoming all of our other campuses? Come on, let's give all of our campuses a big, warm Church of the Redeemer. Welcome Frederick and Clarksburg universities and online. We're so glad to be together this morning studying God's Word. We continue in our series today that Pastor Dale started last week, Wise Up, Wise Up. I got a couple of boys at home uh, who, I, who, I, who I live with. They're my sons, and um, nine and seven years old. And, you know, I, this morning, I don't want to embarrass either one of them, uh, but, uh, but Levi just tends to uh, always make some decisions in his life that I just don't know what he's thinking, right? And uh, he, he loves soccer, and I, I won't tell you why because I don't want to divide us this morning, but he loves soccer, right? And um, this one time, he was waiting for this jersey. He's like saving up his little money. He's like, I'm going to buy this jersey, this team that I love, right? Buying, saving up, saving up, saving up. And uh, finally, Levi orders, we order his jersey, right? And Levi's waiting every day for this jersey to come and building up this anticipation, mailman finally comes and brings Levi his jersey that he loves. And man, he goes up to his room and uh, Levi's gone for a little while. He's gone for a little while. I'm not sure what he's doing, but I'm, I'm just imagining he's probably like using his imagination because he's like the superstar in soccer. He's probably in his room, like just having a blast. Well, a little while later, um, Levi makes his way downstairs and Levi has taken his white jersey um, and he's converted it into a different color with a permanent marker. And uh, I said, Levi, what's going on? He said, well, I love the team. I just wanted the other color. And so I sat Levi down on his bed and I asked him a question. I asked him a question that you've probably asked someone before or someone's probably if we're honest, asked us before. And I sat him down and I asked him one question. Here's what I said. And I don't know why I asked him this. I think it's because it's a learned behavior. I said, Levi, what were you thinking? Come on. Anybody else ever heard that question asked before? Right? I don't, what are you supposed to say when someone asks you that, by the way? Am I, you really want me to walk you through my thought process? Because you're probably not going to like that either, right? Uh, I don't ever know what to say. So I usually just say, I wasn't thinking. I wasn't thinking, right? And that's probably all of our answer. I wasn't thinking. I don't know what I was thinking. You know, as I was just thinking about that uh, little silly illustration, I was just thinking about how God doesn't want us to live lives of what were we thinking type of lives, right? God doesn't want us to look back on our life year after year, decade after decade, with moments after moments after moments where we can look back and go, what was I thinking? I think if we're really honest, we can all look back and say, we've had those though, right? We've had those moments. If we're honest, we can look back and go, what was I thinking? And some of those moments, some of those decisions that we made probably had more ramifications than others. But the reality of the fact is, is that we're always making decisions in life. You know, there's a lot of things that we can pursue. 
right? And I think uh, a good indication of what we're pursuing is uh, how you're spending your time and your resources. If you look at your life, you go, where's most of my time going? And where, where, where are most of my resources going? It'll give you a really indi- good indication of what you are pursuing in life. And, and there's one thing that the Bible makes very clear as to what we ought to be pursuing. And that is wisdom. Wisdom. This whole series is about wisdom, right? The Bible makes it very clear that there's one pursuit that to be, ought to be, always be present in our life, and that is wisdom. What is wisdom? Wisdom is insight into life, right? How many of us need more insight into life? How many of us need more wisdom in relationships, in our finances, right? In decisions about work, in decisions about our, our children, in decisions about our parents. We all need wisdom all the time. We need wisdom, insight into life. It's the ability to practically apply some uh, wisdom into, into, the, into the truth of our lives, right? It's the ability to, to make decisions, not just with information, but with knowing how to apply that information to our life. One of the ways I like to say it is uh, knowledge is knowing what to say. Wisdom is knowing when to say it. Knowledge is knowing what to say. I think a lot of us know what to say, but wisdom is knowing actually when even not to say it. All the husbands said <laughs> right? Uh, knowledge is knowing the right answer, right? But wisdom is just knowing, having the discernment, if you will, to know how to apply what we know to our situation. And I think all of us, all of us need more of God's wisdom in our life. Would you agree with that? And here, here's the truth of the matter is that wisdom, we can't even get into what, how to get wisdom until we come to one very important truth, which is the very first thing on your notes, which you'll see there, is that the pursuit of wisdom begins with a connection to the source of wisdom, right? The pursuit of wisdom starts with the connection to the source. Who is the source of wisdom? That is God, right? And one of the things that we can see in life is that as we pursue wisdom, it actually aligns all of our other pursuits. It helps us to know what other things in life we ought to be pursuing. What are you pursuing? Are you pursuing a career, which is good? Uh, is that the most important thing? Are you pursuing a relationship? That's good. But is that the most important thing? What are you pursuing? Who are you pursuing? We see, when we have wisdom, we go first to wisdom, then it helps us align all of our other pursuits. Proverbs 9.10 says, the fear of the Lord is what? It's the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. It all starts with the connection, with a relationship with God. He is the beginning. The fear of the Lord, the Bible says, is the beginning of wisdom. Now, when you think about fear, it's not this, uh, I'm afraid of God, that he's out to get me, that he's, he's just waiting to pour out his wrath on my life as soon as I mess up. That's not, that's not the, the kind of fear that God's talking about. The, the kind of fear that God is talking about is a reverence, right? An awe of God, a wonder of who he is, right? A reverence. You know, uh, I don't know if you have people in your life who you really admire, right? I think we all have 
maybe a few people in life that we just admire them, right? We look up to them. We, we just, we, maybe it's a parent or, or maybe it's a teacher. Maybe it's someone that you don't even know very well, but, but, but you kind of have some awareness of who they are. And, and I don't know about you, but if I'm in a room, even if it's a, a room that's crowded, and if this person walks into the room, there's something internally. It's not something that I decide to do, but something internally that all of a sudden I have this awareness that they're there. Anybody else know what I'm talking about, right? Like, like if the president walked into the room right now, you'd be like, okay, hold on. There, there's this, right? If there's someone important that walks into the room, you have, but, but take that to a much, much, much higher level with God, right? When God is here, you have this awe and this wonder of who he is. And to know that he's not just here in this building, but he's here wherever you are, because wherever you go, there God is with you, right? And so you live with this awe and this wonder of who God is. This is the beginning. This is the starting point for getting wisdom. So this leads us to our, our passage uh, for today. We've been studying in the series, the book of Proverbs chapter 3. And we're going to read chapter 3, verse 5 and 6, and uh, this is our anchor passage. Can we just all read this uh, together aloud here together? Listen to it. Let's read together. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Come on, let's do this together. Let's start all over. Let's put all of our energy, right? Here we go. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make your path straight. Wow. I think at some point, we've all probably heard this passage. Um, a lot of us have maybe memorized this passage. But I want us to unpack this verse today, because there's two very important things that we can see in this passage, right? Trust in the Lord with all of your heart, and lean not on your own understanding in all of your ways, Look to him, acknowledge him, and what's the promise? That he will make your path straight. We see a promise from God, and we see a process. So then we're going to break this verse down into a promise and a process. You know, it's amazing to know that God has a purpose, right? You've heard this before. You've probably read it in scripture, right? Jeremiah 29, 11, that God has a purpose for your life, right? He's got a, a plan for your life. But it's amazing to know that he just doesn't have a purpose, not just a destination, but he also has the best path for you to get there. Think about this. God has a destination, a purpose for each of our lives, but he also has the best pathway for us to get there. And when we recognize, when we get our hearts to the place where we recognize that God does have the destination, but he also has the best pathway, do you know what the automatic response of that is when we get it here? The automatic response is that we go to God to get the direction for our life, right? If you knew that someone has the best path for your life or the best path to get to a certain place that you're going, what are you going to do? You're going to go to that source, right? And so when we get this baseline of knowing that God has a purpose, but he also has the perfect pathway to get to that place, it makes it so easy to begin to trust on that and begin to go to that source for the path for our life. Listen, it says it very clearly in Psalm 32, 8. It says, the Lord says, listen to what the Lord says, 
I will guide you along what? The best pathway. Not just a pathway. It is the best. Do you believe today, this morning, as you're sitting here, that God has the best pathway for your life, right? I will advise you and I will watch over you. So when we get that understanding, it makes point number one really, really easy for us to apply to our life. What is point number one is that we choose God as the go-to for our guidance, right? We choose God. Who's your go-to? If I was to ask you, um, just by, by looking back on your life, who is your go-to when you need direction and wisdom in your life? Our prayer, all of our prayer is that we say God, right? Our prayer is that, man, I can look back on my life and I go, God is my go-to. But perhaps there's been times in your life when there's been something else that's been your go-to. And God says, I want you to make me your go-to. I think a lot of us are at different seasons of life, right? In this room and across all of our campuses, we're all in different seasons. And, you know, we're always making all kinds of decisions. Some of the decisions have a lot more impact than others, but maybe you're a young adult and you're trying to figure out, well, where do I go to school? Is this the right school for me? Or is this the right person that I should be dating? Should I date them? Should I not date them? Is it time to start dating? Is it not time to start dating? Uh, is this a person that I uh, should marry or not marry? Is it time? Are we ready to get married yet? Uh, maybe if you're married, uh, should we have kids? Uh, should we not have kids? Or should we buy or should we rent? Uh, should we make this decision? at work or should we not make this decision at work? Whatever it might be, we're all at different seasons, right? In fact, maybe you're here today. You're in the midst of this. I'm about to make a big decision for my life. And I want you to remember this, this particular part of the verse. He says, I shall, right? I shall direct your path. He says, let's break this down. He says, he, that is God Almighty, directly, he shall it's an absolute. It's not a probably. It's not a maybe. It's not most of the time. It's an absolute. He shall direct. You know, this word direct, uh, translated from the Hebrew, means to level, to level, to level your pathway. You know, I think sometimes we're, we're jumping over obstacles and we're trying to do all these things when God's saying, if you come to me for your guidance, not only do I want to give you direction, I want to level your playing field. I want to level the path before you. You're, you're working so hard to level your own ground, to level your own pathway. God's saying, if you make me your go-to, I want to level the ground, the pathway for you. Do you know that the power of God, he, because he is so powerful that he's able to level a pathway that we could never level by ourselves? And I hope we can get this because if we go to God, God says, I want to level the pathway. I want to give you the most direct route to where you're going. You know, sometimes the most direct route may not be uh, the easiest route, right? It might not be the fastest route, but it always is the best route. How many of y'all use your uh, GPS to get to locations that you don't know where you're, when you don't know where you're going somewhere? Anybody, come on, use your GPS. You know, you, you punch in the address, the destination, and there's a little button on the top that says route, right? You, you hit the route button, 
And have you noticed this, that uh, the, the GPS gives you a, 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 like a, a dark, dark blue line to your destination, right? But then it gives you these other kind of lighter blue routes. Anybody seen those before, you know what I'm talking about? And uh, I'm telling you something, I, I just from experience, always take the, the dark blue route, right? Uh, the other paths are so enticing, right? Like, I'm going to go, I'm, uh, maybe, I'll, maybe I'll make my own route. Anybody? Okay, confession. Um, I, I make up routes, hoping that it's going to, you know, redirect me to where I'm trying to go because I just don't like the path that I'm on. I'm just sitting here. How can this be the best route, you know? I'm going to make my own route, and I'll start taking turns and trying to get through different roads and dead ends. And, hey, listen, God doesn't want us living our life like that, Right? doesn't want us going through life, uh, making up our own routes, getting to dead ends that we were never in- intended to get to. That's not, that's not what God wants for our life. God wants us on his path. And yes, sometimes it might seem a little bit delayed, but here's the promise of God in our life is that we stay trusting in his direct path, that he'll get us to where we need to go, church. And sometimes it might be harder. Sometimes it might be feel like it's taken longer, but in Jesus' name, stay on the route that God has for your life, and he'll get you to where he wants to get you. Amen? He shall, he shall, he will, he definitely will direct. He wants to make your path plain before you. Listen to James 1.5. It says, if any of you lacks wisdom, all right, just by the way, we're all we're all right there. We all lack wisdom, right? It doesn't matter how much wisdom we have or don't have. We're all in the same playing field. This verse is including all of us. James 1.5 says, if any of you lacks wisdom, let's all raise our hand just to, for just saying work on our humility. Come on, let's all raise our hand. All, all campuses, come on, let's raise our hand. If any of you lacks wisdom, who lacks wisdom? There you go. All right, yeah. If any of you lacks wisdom, here's what he says. If any of you lacks wisdom, what should you do? You should ask God, right? Don't look at culture don't look at what's happening in the world. If any of you lacks wisdom, you want to know more about more insight into life, about what God has for you, what should you do? You should ask God. It makes it very simple, right? Ask God. And what will he do? Who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. If you lack wisdom, here's what James says, go to God. Go to God. I love Jeremiah 33, also three. It says, first three words, what are they? Call to me. Go to. Go to God. Call to me, and what will he do? And I will answer you, and I, I love this part, and I will tell you great and unsearchable things that you do not know about. Hey, he says, call to me, and I want to show you things that you would have never seen before. If you come to me for wisdom, if you come to me and say, God, I I need your wisdom in this decision. I don't know what the right thing to do is. God, show me the way. Here's what he says he'll do. He says, I'm going to show you great and unsearchable things that you can't even see. That's the promise of God for us. If you make God your go-to. All right, so we understand this conceptually, right? But I think practically speaking, we go, okay, but what does this look like practically? Because maybe many of us have sat in uh, our car on the way to work, or maybe some of us have laid in bed at night, and we've said, God, show me. I want to know what to do with this relationship. 
I want to know how to handle this financial uh, tension that I'm sensing right now. God, I want to know how to deal with this um, tension at work or uh, this offer that's being given to me. I want to, God, I want to know when maybe we lay in bed and we go, I'm waiting for this booming big voice to come down and show me the way, right? I'm waiting for God to just say, the, person, the name of the person that we're supposed to spend the rest of our life with. We're just waiting for him to just speak, speak the name of the company, right? We want, we want this, and we say, we haven't heard that. Well, 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 maybe there's some other ways that God speaks to us, because the majority of the time, that's not how it works, right? And so I want to share three things that I believe God, practically speaking, practically he will use to speak wisdom into your life. Number one is he uses his word, right? He uses his word. First and foremost, this is the primary, this is number one, God uses his word. And you know what? I got to tell you from experience that his word needs unpacking, right? On the surface, you might not find your answer, but as you begin to read the word of God regularly, as you begin to unpack his word and, and just ask the spirit of God to enlighten his word to you, I'm telling you, God will speak into your life direction. He will give you direct, clear direction. And it's, it might not be word for word what you're reading, but I'm telling you, the Spirit of God will begin to reveal great and things that you have never imagined before. How does he do that? It's the Spirit of God because he is alive and he speaks today the way that he spoke before because he is the same yesterday and today and forever. God did not stop speaking. Maybe we stopped listening, but God did not stop speaking. And we go to God his promise is in his word that he will reveal his word to us. So he uses what? His word. He also uses his peace. He uses his peace, right? Have you ever been at a point where you've had to make a really tough decision in your life? And from a world's perspective, it makes no sense. Financially, this makes no sense. Relationally, everything looks fine. This relationship looks fine right? But there's a peace that you're either lacking or a peace that you have about the decision. God uses his peace. I can look back on my life and, 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 and point out some very specific moments in my life where God had just given me a peace that passes what? All understanding. He gives a peace that passes all understanding. It might not make sense to the world, it might not make sense from every other angle, but God has given a peace. Now we line up the peace under the word of God because he never contradicts himself and we begin to get direction for our life. His word, I'm getting, I'm consuming his word, I'm digesting it, I'm unpacking it. God's beginning to speak and reveal uh, steps because he reveals in steps, not in destinations, right? He just shows you the next step. You know, I think sometimes we go, God, I want the whole plan. No, God's saying, well, I just want you to take that next step, right? He uses his, his word. He uses his peace. And lastly, he uses his people. That God uses mature, uh, fruitful people that you can look to. I want to tell you, if you're looking for wisdom, get around wise people, right? You want some wisdom in your life? Get around some wise people. You know what I do when I get, I, I, I've got some very specific people that I look to for wisdom. And you know what I do when I get around them? I don't act like I know it all. I don't try to keep up with them because, because of what I know or what I don't know. Here's what I do. I listen 
And, I, and if I say something, it's asking a question, right? It's because I want to know what you know. I want to learn from your experiences. I want to learn from your wisdom. I want to learn from you. That requires humility. Everyone say, I don't know it all. Come on. I don't know it all. Oh, that's, that hurt us, some of us, didn't it? Hey, come on, for real. Let's be honest. Let's be humble, right? I don't know it all. In fact, I'm learning that as I get, as I get older, that the more I learn, the more I realize how much I have to learn. Right? True? Right? I don't know it all. Get around some wise people, right? You get around wise people, guess what's going to happen to your life? You're going to get wise. Get around some foolish people, guess what's going to happen? You're going to become a fool. Hey, I didn't say it. The Bible said it. You don't believe me? Listen to this, Proverbs 13, 20. Whoever walks with the wise becomes wise, right? But the companion of fools will suffer harm. You want to become a fool? Get around some fools, right? What is a fool? A fool is just someone who just plows through life, not thinking about any consequences, right? A fool doesn't think about consequences now. They say, I'll worry about it. Come on, you can talk back. I'll worry about it later. That's right. They just plow through life. Listen, don't plow through life. Get some wisdom in your life. Get God's word into your life. Experience the peace of God in your life. Get around wise people around your life. Ask questions. Listen. Humble yourself and realize that we don't know it all, and we can always learn more from others, right? Who's your go-to? Let's make the decision today. Maybe you haven't up to this point in your life, but today you're going to say, I'm making a change. I'm, I'm going to start looking for wisdom. I'm going to start making God my go-to. I'm going to stop going to culture. I'm going to stop going to all these things that are worldly wisdom, and I'm going to first and foremost go to God. Number two, follow God's instructions for getting his guidance. Follow God's instructions for getting his guidance. See, God's promise of guidance has some conditions, right? It has conditions, just like most of God's promises in his word. He says, I will do this and you do this. You do your part and I'll do my part. God has a promise for the, for, for the wisdom, but he also says, I have a process that you can follow to get wisdom in your life. So what's the process? What's the process? Let's break this verse down into three parts. What's the process? Number one is to have complete confidence that God's will is always the best. Have complete confidence that God's will is always the best. What kind of confidence? Complete confidence. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. That's complete confidence. You know, to trust, trust, trust. What a, what a hard word, you know? I think it's easy to say the word trust. But trust, you know, trust is the currency, I believe, of relationships. If there is no trust, there is no relationship, right? It's the currency. You can't have a relationship if you don't have any trust, right? But trust goes just beyond uh, believing something. Trust goes into relying on something or someone, right? Trust is not just believing. It's relying. Why? Because relying is very action-oriented, right? Uh, reliance is evidence that I actually trust, right? Now, we could tell our friends, I trust your driving. But if you never get in their car with them, then you don't trust their driving. 
Now all of our friends know why we don't ride with them, right? When you go to the doctor, right, and the doctor gives you a prescription, I think the majority majority of us, we don't go home and do research on the medicine that they're giving us and make sure that what they're prescribing is what we're, is what is going to target our infection, right? We, we don't, we know, I run to the pharmacy, I get it filled, and I take it as quickly as possible, right? Right? Why? Because we trust the process. We trust the person. We trust, we trust that uh, whatever got them to the point where they can write a prescription, we trust all of that without having knowing all of that, we trust it and we take it, right? Because we believe that that person knows more about what we need than we know. And now take that and apply that to your relationship with God, right? That we trust God so much that we, we take the direction that he has for our relationships or for our finances or for life in general. We take the direction and we take it and we apply it. We rely on it for our life, even though we don't know uh, what that next path might be or that next step might be. Why? Because that's trust. So when he says, hey, this is the right way for your relationships, okay, that's difficult, Um, it doesn't make sense, but I'm going to do it. Why? Because I trust your way is better than my way, right? Trust in the Lord. Listen to this verse, Psalm 37, 5. It says, entrust your ways to the Lord. Trust him, and he will act on your behalf. I think it's easy to trust our ways, right? But I think Maybe your way is not working as well as you want it to. And I'm here to tell you that God's way will always work, right? And I think maybe on your way, there might be a lot of worry. On your path, there might be a lot of anxiety. On your path, there might be a lot of dead ends that you're coming up on. And I want to tell you that you can trade in all that worry. You can trade in all that anxiety. And you can just trade it all in and get the peace of God, the direction of God, the wisdom of God. You can trade it in for confidence and boldness. Because when you're on the path of God, I'm telling you, something begins to happen on the inside of you that you have this confidence that you're on the path that God has for your life. And trust your ways. Maybe, maybe, maybe today is a day where God's revealing to you pathways that you're taking that you need to trade those in and say, I'm going to get on the pathway that God has for my life. I'm telling you, it's something you will never, ever regret and trust your ways to God. Number two is understand the limits of your own wisdom. It says, lean not on your own understanding. You see, divine direction from God in our lives, it is limited, it is restricted by an attitude of independence and self-sufficiency. If you think you know it all, then it's a restriction to getting God's wisdom in your life. If I don't feel like I need God's wisdom, then he's not going to give it to me. It's plain and simple. He says, understand the limits of your own understanding, to lean not on your own understandings. He's not saying to ignore your understanding. Come on, let's, let's use our common sense, right? But he's saying, also saying, hey, understand the limits of your understanding, right? Uh, use your understanding, but also know that your understanding is actually limited, your own understanding. It's your own insights, Proverbs 14, 12 says, there is a path that seems right 
before each person seems right, and it ends in death. Maybe not physical death, but there's a little part inside of you that you took a path, and it ended with a dead end. And that's not the path that God has for us. We think we've all, as we look back, we look at decisions that we've made, and, and, and really, in the reality, if we're honest, that was a dead end, right? It was a dead end. There's a way that seems right, and the moment I thought I was doing right, but it was wrong. I let my emotions get the best of me. I let my desires get the best of me, whatever it was, and I made a wrong decision. I want to tell you something, this, this, this part of just entrusting God, it's a process. It's a lifelong process that we, we just every day, because why? Because life happens, right? People get sick, and uh, we, we lose jobs, and, and things happen with our children, and all these things. So it's a constant, constant trusting God because we know that He is always in control. Just because something is out of my control does not mean it's out of His control, right? Number three, adjust your ways to God's ways. Adjust your ways to God's ways. In all your ways, acknowledge Him. This is a process. Acknowledge Him. Look to Him. You know, sometimes as you go through life, you recognize God will reveal to you that uh, your pathway is not aligned with his pathway. And here at, at the end, as we close, uh, really what it comes down to is this. Are we willing to adjust our pathway to his pathway? You know, sometimes when we, when we come to that realization, we say, well, this is my pathway that I'm on, and this is the pathway that God has. It's not God who adjusts his pathway to us. It's us who adjusts our pathway to God, right? Whether it's, uh, again, whatever situation you're going to, right? Maybe, it's, maybe it's, it's, it's certain people that you're on a path with the wrong people. I don't know what that might be for you, but maybe it's time to create some distance and, and some relationships with people that are just on the wrong path. And you could say, I'm going to make a bold decision today that I'm going to get off of that pathway and get on the right pathway, right? Because just because someone is good to you does not mean that they're good for you, Right? Just because someone is good to you does not mean they're good for you. And you got to say, I'm going to make a tough decision right now. I'm going to get off of that pathway. I'm telling you, I, we, we, I think we've all had to make those decisions at times. And yes, they're difficult. But I'm telling you, when we do that, the blessing that comes from that is immeasurable. The favor that God begins to pour into our life is immeasurable, right? As we close out, I want to I make sure I, I, I speak this because this is very important. Maybe you're here, and as you look back on your life, you say, if you knew all the bad decisions that I've made or how bad the decisions that I've made, uh, man, you, you think, I can never make those right. I've made so many bad decisions, and you just happen to be in church today. You say, I, I've made so many bad decisions. I, there's no turning back. You know, that's the enemy speaking, that, that once you've made so many bad decisions that you might as well keep making them. That's the voice of the enemy in your life. That's not what God has for you. And maybe you can't make them right. You're right. But God can you believe that? Come on, we say that he's a redeemer, right? That he makes all things, what? New. Not like new. God makes all things new. He can, he can look back on your life, and he can level your path. He can, he can separate your past. The Bible says that as far as the east is from the west, he can separate you from your past today. Today could be your turning point. So if you're here and you say, all these bad decisions that I walked into church with, oh man, today, this is the place where you can leave them. Because that's what the gospel, that's what Jesus is all about, right? 
He took all of our bad decisions and he separated them from us. And when we come into relationship with us, he makes all things new. So this could be your turning point. This could be your day where you say, the past is the past. And today I'm getting on the best path for my life. Amen. Do you believe that church? Come on, let's give God's word praise this morning. Let's pray together. God, we just thank you for your word this morning. God, as we sit here and we receive your word into our life, Lord God, I pray that even now you would begin to highlight areas of our life that maybe are not aligned with you, Lord God. And God, we just thank you that you have such a beautiful promise in your word, a promise of wisdom, a promise of insight into life, a promise that you said that if we make you our go-to, God, that you will pour out your wisdom. You will show us great and unsearchable things that we do not know. So God, we make a commitment right now that you're our go-to. God, when we're making decisions, you're our go-to. Show us, God. Show us what to do. Help us to make better decisions. God, we also just thank you that we can align ourselves with you, knowing that when we do that, your wisdom just comes pouring into our life, and we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Thanks for joining us for today's message. I trust that you've heard something from God's Word that'll make a difference in your life now and forever. Maybe as you were listening to today's message, God began to speak to you about a personal relationship with Himself. You know, the most important thing we can ever establish in our life is a relationship with God, and we do that by opening our hearts and lives to Jesus Christ. If you've never invited Jesus into your life, today is your day. It's your opportunity. And I want to lead you in a prayer right now that you can pray that will forever change your life, that will allow your name to be written in the book of life for eternity. All you need to do is simply pray this prayer with me and mean it in your heart. If you'll mean this prayer, God will hear you. The Bible says that whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. So would you pray with me right now? Whisper these words to God or speak them out right where you are. Say, Jesus, just mention his name. Say, Jesus, I admit to you today that, that I am a sinner and I'm sorry, God, for everything I've done wrong. Jesus, I believe in you. I believe you are God's Son, the Savior, the Redeemer. I thank you that you died on the cross for me and that you rose again. I believe in you, Jesus. And then whisper this prayer. Say, Lord, today I invite you to come into my life, to forgive me of my sins, to give me a brand new start in you. I give my life to you today in Jesus' name. Lord, I thank you for those that prayed that prayer with me, and I ask that now they would continue to grow in you and serve you faithfully from this day forward. In Jesus' name. If you just prayed that prayer with me, friend, I want you to know that Jesus Christ heard you, that your name has been written in that wonderful book of life, and that now today you start a brand new life in Christ. And to do so, you need some help. You need to learn how to live your life for Jesus every day. We'd like to provide for you. In fact, we have available for you some resources that you can get from our website, church-redeemer.org, that will help you to get a good start in your relationship with Jesus Christ. So again, check out the website, church-redeemer.org. Find those resources that will help you to get going in your relationship with Jesus. If you've prayed with a pastor today and made a decision to follow Jesus Christ, we have some resources for you on our website. Just go to www.church-redeemer.org slash new beginnings. We pray that this message was a blessing to you.